Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode 115, entitled The Client is Always Right, We Just Need Anger Management. It was published on Thursday the 14th of February 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and I'll be joined a little bit later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com so that we can have a chat about clients being right or not, and whether we just need to calm down a little bit more. Before we begin the podcast, though, just a couple of things. If I could get you to go over and do a whole bunch of things on the wpbuilds.com website, that would be great. If you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, we'd love to have you on our mailing list. You can fill out your name and email address and we'll let you know when the podcast episode comes out on a Thursday and also when our little weekly WordPress news comes out on a Monday. You can also join the YouTube channel and the Slack channel and we post all of our content there as well. We've got a thriving Facebook group, about 1900 members now, talking about all things WordPress. It's really good in there, very polite and very calming. And also, if you want to, on that page, you can sign up for our updates on Facebook Messenger. If you go to the wpbuilds.com deals page, that's wpbuilds.com forward slash deals, we've got a whole bunch of stuff on there. 20%, 25% off, things like Project Huddle, Groundhog, if so, WP Ultimo, Beaver Team Pro, Main WP, Blog Vault, Malcare Toolsets, WP Security Audit Log, and widget options, a whole bunch of stuff. You can get yourself some money off, and why not? There's no strings attached. You just, you know, go to the website and get some cash off if you're thinking of buying them. We've got a few webinars coming up. I'd really appreciate it if you want to come onto these. Join us live. We've got um, Oliver Sild from WebArcs, the security plugin. That's on Thursday, the 21st of February. We've got Chris Badgett from Lifter LMS, a learning management solution plugin for WordPress. That's on the 28th of February. And we've also got um, Adrian Toby on the 21st of March talking about Groundhog, which is a WordPress plugin. It's a marketing and CRM automation tool. So please come and join us on those webinars, sign up for them, and we'll keep you up to date about those particular plugins. They're always quite interesting and fun to to do and hopefully you get something out of it as well forward slash advertise if you'd like to come on the podcast and advertise if you'd like to tell the the audience about your product or service whatever it may be we've got banner ads and audio inserts and um, and it, it really does help us keep our lights on so very much appreciated to anybody who does actually sponsor us i really do appreciate it and also forward slash contribute. If you've got something that you're proud of, something that you did recently, you'd like to tell us about it, go to wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute and let us know. And you can come on the podcast, join me for 15 or 20 minutes. We'll record our screens and, and show, show everybody what you've done. I think we've got eight of them there now. The latest one is Tom Carlos from Beaver Team Pro showing off his new A-B testing 
plugin, which is really rather cool. You should probably go and check that out. Also, last thing from me, if you wouldn't mind going onto iTunes, I'm very much appreciated if iTunes reviews are placed for the WP Builds podcast. Uh, I think iTunes is the the giant uh, of podcasting. You know, if you listen on iTunes, you're with just about everybody else. There's a few little apps which also get listened to, but iTunes reviews are really, really helpful. So if you do get any value out of the WP Builds podcast, giving us an iTunes review is really, really welcome. Thank you so much to those who have already done so. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Project Huddle. Are you still using email for client feedback? Well, there's a better way. With Project Huddle, client feedback has never been easier. Point, click, and type interactive comments right on top of any website. For 20% off, visit projecthuddle.io forward slash WPBuilds. And the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And WP Ultimo. Could you imagine having your own profitable network of WordPress websites that can be 100% set up and configured by your clients? Make it a reality with WP Ultimo. Payments, plans, limits, Templates customization is all taken care of. Just download the plugin, configure the options, and you're ready to go. Visit wpultimo.com today and find out more. And we sincerely thank our podcast sponsors for helping us at WP Builds. Okay, let's get to the main event, the podcast with David and I. This is all about clients and whether they're always right, whether we get angry with them. Do we need to calm down? Do we need to be a little bit more introspective, a little bit more understanding, empathetic, and so on and so forth? It's really an interesting chat, and I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining us. Today, Nathan and I are talking about whether the client is always right and that we just need anger management. So I nearly got very angry with a client the other day, Nathan. We were just talking about this before. Mm. It's I I hit upon something new to me. I'll just explain it. We we have this system that uh, charges cards for our care plan. And this is the first time that somebody has gone and cancelled it via their bank, which then means that we get told that we've taken the money fraudulently. Do we wish to dispute this claim or not? And, you know, it's not that the client, the client just didn't know what it was about and they cancelled it in haste and didn't mean to do that. But it could have, I, I was starting to get so angry about it. What was, um, what was it that brought the anger on then? Was it simply the fact that the, the procedure is such that you have to admit to being fraudulent? Yes, exactly. My option was it comes in and it says, yes, the, the bank, so Stripe in this case. Uh, tells me that they've um, that we've got something to resolve and that they've already paid the bank bank the full money and that I'm going to be charged £15 for the dispute and I have to provide my evidence. So I click on two buttons, basically. One that says, because it's, it's classed as fraudulent, this one. So one is effectively saying, yes, I accept we took the payment fraudulently. Or the other one, which is, I know I dispute this claim and provide the evidence. And because... 
it, that was such a tricky thing to do. I'm sure people who are used to this would have no issue with it at all. You know, would just say, yeah. It, and in fact, I will, you know, again, say something good about Stripe. Their documentation is fabulously calming. Because when you link on, link to what that is, it says, you know, this is the majority of things that happen. People forget what their uh, subscriptions are for and and they cancel in haste, you know, uh, because they don't know what it's about. They think something's happening. And that is effectively, I think, what happened in this case. But, yeah, so easy for me to have. I started getting so angry. So, so in this case, they had signed up to your care plan. They had used a card. Then at some point down the road, they had misremembered that and forgotten yeah. that they'd used that card. So they'd, within their banking app or, you know, online, they'd declined to pay this anymore, which then set up this problem for you. You had to deal with it. Um, yeah. There's no way of reconciling that from the moment that process starts. You have to go through this mediation um, admitting fraud, do you? There's no way of sort of saying, oh, no, it was all a mistake. Let's just rewind the clock. Yeah, apparently, uh, it ta- if they do, if if the and the, they say they you know later correspondence with the <laughs> with the customer, they said that they did try to revert that once they realised who the payment was for. Mm. But the bank said they will continue with it anyway. And the Stripe documentation indicates that it can take quite a number of days. I think something like fifty something days um, for this kind of to resolve. Even if the the customer says no, it's my mistake, pay them. It's still going to go through that process all okay. of that time. So, so when that goes through that dispute process, where do you leave the client if you did this? I mean, at the end of the day, they're effectively trying to pay you, but they haven't paid you yet. Do you continue to provide the service to them? So that's not really an option other than to say it was our mistake. So why did you find yourself becoming angry? What about this in particular caused you to... I presume you didn't, you know, get angry at the client themselves, but presumably the process was annoying you. Why did you? What? what why? Why? Why the anger in this case? Oh, I think I'm going to lie back on the uh, sofa now. It's, this is like a session. <laughs> Tell me about your father. <laughs> well, no, I mean they sent me an email before, which was fairly curt, which was, you know, we, ah, we, right. a personal. This is, uh, we didn't get any notification about this. And of course, we had sent something, and it appeared to have been sent to them, uh, notifying them. And this is our personal card. And we think, well, we didn't choose to use a personal card rather than a business one. And they wanted a different payment method. And, and it was really curt. But they were, you know, honestly, I can understand it. But I, I guess the point is, the clients are always right, is my bit of a mantra at the moment, because I feel us in our industry have got a little bit too. A little bit too boisterous about clients because we get annoyed with them, mm-hmm. and I'm going the other way. But I just found in this situation, I could have easily turned around and go, "Oh, I'm turning your site off. Go away." <laughs> yes, you could have done, um, and it was very impressive that you didn't. In many ways, I think um, I think the curtness of the email is something that I can respond to, and also in this particular case, you were absolutely certain that they were wrong, and, and obviously. As it turned out, that you were right; they were wrong, um, and presumably now all all those aspects have been healed, and you've got them back where they need to be with a new card and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, you've had to swallow a charge, no matter how small it is—fifteen mm. pounds in this case. But you've had to admit fraud, which you didn't 
commit. You've had to swallow all this stuff, do a load of extra work to get them back on, and all for the sake of the fact that the client got something wrong. And mm. for me, I think that's the the things that flare my anger a little bit is when I know the client is just simply wrong. And that might be in, in the case of payments, although I don't have a great deal of experience with that. Um, but also it might be, you know, they said they've sent this thing through to me and I, you absolutely didn't. You did not send that to me and you, you're simply doing it presumably to save mm. face. I don't know. Maybe you've CC'd your boss into it so that you've got like a little paper trail to say, I didn't do it. Those yeah. kind of things can make me upset. And also the curtness of the email. Bizarre. I don't really understand why that frustrates mm. me as much as it does. But if I get a really, um, what's the word, when you use language which is assertive, let's say that, and basically mm. it's just telling me a load of things I've got to do right now and get <laughs> yes. on with it. And it's very short and there's no please and there's no thank you. That stuff gets to me. Yes, absolutely. I'm still, I'm, I'm for the, the client is always right. I had to talk my way out of this. And do you know what? I used to be a terrible keyboard warrior at work. When I first really started working and email was our main communication and we, you know, copied everybody in who was in our ranks and everything. I was terrible for being that person who, as soon as it came in, I behaved emotionally to it and I would spend, you know, that's it. I'm not knocking off work. I'm going through the evening. I'm writing my bit because this person is so wrong. And I'm going to share that <laughs> with all of my colleagues and shame them. <laughs> and I was terrible at that. And um, I, God knows how I got away with it. I mean, I was invited. I don't know if they tried to keep me as their enemy close because I got invited to more meetings than anybody else <laughs> on decision making process. But I actually think when I look back on it, I think what an idiot I was all the time because I used to respond emotionally to everything don't you think that's the thing that comes with age though i think the, yeah. more, the older you get the more you realize these battles are very often not worth fighting my i don't have a rule of how to deal with snotty emails but one thing that i have noticed works quite well for me is if i let's say i get that email at 11 in the morning and it's angered yeah. me and i'm a bit frustrated and ticked off and i can sense that it's annoying me my my technique that I try to deploy more often than not is just to leave it for a, at least one evening. So pick it up again the next day. Don't respond um, in anger yes. because usually, and I've actually caught myself writing the email, the, the, the <laughs> sort of the, oh, I don't know, the email, I suppose, which is exonerating me and explaining their all of their faults. You kind of discovered yes. myself <laughs> writing that email and then binned it. I've done that quite yes. a few times, been the email and thought, right, no, 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 no. Come back tomorrow. And I don't know what it is about time, but time really does heal a lot of those things. And I am able to come back to it the next day and write the email that I probably should have written. And yes. very often, I think the reason that these people write these emails, which seem to irritate me and curtness and lack of manners, I suppose, are, are the two triggers for me, is just time Usually it's the yes. amount of time and the pressure that they're under. So they're banging out these emails quickly because they've only got two minutes. And I, I failed to realize that. I've, I've got, you know, all the time in the world to reply, uh, seemingly. They've probably got one yeah. minute. And so they don't, they don't treat me in the way that I'm expecting to be treated. And, yeah. um, you know, give it, a, give it a moment right back. And usually I've, I've, you know, that, that little process of writing something back, which is calmer the next day, uh, works, works wonders. 
Yeah, and I, I found that with this one, you know, I mean, logically, I, I could present this and I was completely right and they're wrong. But there's another angle to this, which you forget to see when you're slightly put out and you always sort of build up your own case all the time, which mm. I'm sure they do on the other side, mm. why they're right. And, you know, what I'm forgetting, and I didn't need that much time to reply back nicely on this, but what I was did forget was their perspective. They were somebody who didn't come in through the usual route where they get one month free with us. We did the build together where I talked to them. There were one of my colleagues' people coming in halfway through. Okay. They didn't have the exposure to our brand, so it's more likely they didn't understand what that payment was and they didn't have you know the, the preamble that normally goes with it so it, it's really it was interesting for me so it's i think do you think what happens with that time is that you just it becomes less personal so you're able to see a bigger view do you end up seeing the other person's viewpoint more for the time i don't know if i do it's more that i just calm down and write the measured thoughtful thing that i should have written i don't know what it is about people but i think everybody's got that in them haven't they the capacity to to yeah. react uh, fight and flight and all of that i remember um the great Pericles from ancient Greece uh, was always, <laughs> what a bizarre thing to have just said, but there you go. He, <laughs> yeah. he always, yes, he really does remember it. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he always said that, you know, basically if somebody slighted you, you should fight back immediately because that, that reaction of yours is the true reaction, the reaction that needs to be obeyed. Yeah. And, and I, I don't agree with that. I think the, the reaction, yeah, sure enough, if you've got a strong arm and a big sword and you're likely to win, <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> um, but in this case, there's nothing to be gained from irritating my client unless the you know the ship has sailed and and it's irreparable you're on the verge of sacking each other as it were i can't see the points there's you know if you want an ongoing relationship with these people and if they contribute to your bottom line and paying your bills then yes the, i suppose that the funny thing in here though is where do we where do we where is the line where the customer or the client is always right and and when they're just completely wrong as an example i have a i had a client and i stopped working with them years ago because i found them utterly unmanageable they were very very curt every email was curt every everything that they said was an instruction everything was imperative everything had to be done immediately and i i simply had to write back politely on a number of occasions and say, I am, I am not an employee. I am a, you know, I work for you on the basis that you'll pay me after the fact, but you can't ask me to do this thing for you by tomorrow when you've only just decided yourself it needs doing. And in the end, mm -hmm. I had a, I had a wonderful get out, which was um, moving to WordPress because I stopped using, in this case, it was a Magento website. So I had the perfect excuse to say, I'm no longer working with Magento. Sorry about that. We're, you know, you'll have to find somebody else, which was great. <laughs> it was a real relief for me. <laughs> but it's very difficult to know when, when, do I, when do I say enough is enough? Uh, when do I write the email? Look, do you realize the way that you're speaking? And I, I've never really got around yeah. to being quite as inflammatory as that but on a few occasions i wrote back and did explain i am i can't i can't be treated as an employee because i'm not an employee you know if if you want to pay me an employee's salary then i'll do what you say but until that yes. point you've got to understand that you might write me an email and i might i might not even read it for three days 
so don't write the don't write the follow-up and the other follow-up and the next follow-up email saying why hasn't this been done and that's literally what i would get is a one-liner saying why haven't you done this that was it um and you'd read yeah. it and think oh dear oh <laughs> i i think i'm probably still quite wet behind the ears is that an expression that's yes. global yeah 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 well i don't know <laughs> it means you're naive <laughs> Yeah, I think so because my, you know, I've been, I had this buffer. Anybody who listens to this of my colleague who's been dealing mostly with the clients. I mean, I've had a lot of client contact and been in most of the conversations, but a lot of it is quite new. All the recent ones are new. So I just wonder, yeah, your experience might be much better than mine. But I'm still, I'm such an optimist. I still want to argue because I think we need it in these mm. times. I think we need to keep that focus on the client is always right and see if we can see if we can always prove that mantra to be right and then work out what our exceptions are. Yeah, I would say it's a really laudable thing to aim for, the client always being right. I think think if you treat every transaction with that in the back of your mind, then you can't go far wrong. But I would would (laughs) say that experience has taught me that that's not true. Um, You know, sometimes they are demonstratively, is that a word? Yeah, demonstratively Mm. wrong. Um, you know, they, they did not send an email. They, they did not, um, pay an invoice. They did not do this and they did not do that. And, and I have, I have a client right now today. I sent them an email because they're still owing me from months ago, months and months of of, of invoices Two, I think invoices have built up And, and it's not a considerable amount of money, but it hasn't been paid. And so they're wrong. They're, they're wrong in that regard. And, you know, if it was the other way around, I'd like to think that I would pay that bill because I'd received that work and done the thing. So they're, <laughs> they're not always right. Um, but it is very hard in the, in the current climate. This is the this is the thing that we've been taught. You know, you go in, in any kind of commercial transaction, the person requesting the service is the one who gets to call the shots and I'm not so sure that that's always the correct way um, because sometimes the client needs to be told, look, you haven't paid me or no, that's a really bad decision. You know, putting the logo at the bottom of the website in Blink, you know, using CSS Blink. <laughs> no, no, we we don't do that. Um, <laughs> Did you see there was a fabulous um, little post about payment we're going off the topic really here but from our mortal enemy lee jackson's facebook group oh. there was somebody posted yes <laughs> oh, well, uh, wp elevation what is that uh, innovator wp and innovator yeah I, actually no one can find him anyway is it, it was it's lee jackson dev <laughs> agency <laughs> trailblazer wp <laughs> innovator any of those you'll find him <laughs> but no in his group uh, which is still uh, innovator uh, so there was some guy who just said they used this email and i thought it was lovely they said we're just letting you know that um, your oh, yeah. account's outstanding we don't want to make sure we don't want yours to go in because we're sending a load of accounts to the debt collectors at the moment and want to make sure that yours is not going to be included in that so if you could pay us today that would be nice <laughs> now you see and it's, you see i could react to that because that that's a bit, <laughs> don't you think that's a bit inflammatory i don't know i think that's quite ballsy <laughs> Well, I think the idea is that you send them a nice letter saying that you don't want them to be included in the others that you're sending to the deck. The problem is it's it's probably a lie, isn't it? So. Yes, yes, it is. And if you don't back it up, the next time you've got to send that exact same email, you've you've used up all of your arsenal of, of tricks, haven't you? You've got nowhere else to go. 
Yeah, it's true. Well, yeah. I've I've never had to... to employ a lawyer or anything like that. You know, on a actually a few times I've just written off a certain invoice, never a substantial one, but you know, a hundred pounds here and a hundred pounds there because I I I see the value in the ongoing relationship is is better than fighting about this one invoice that for some reason has got stuck in the system. Um, I've done that a couple of times and it's, you just make a decision, don't you? This is the way I've got to do it because if we're going to fight about this invoice, they don't, they claim I didn't do the work. I know I did do the work. It's he said, she said better off just, just ignore it and move on. And I've definitely done that a couple of times, removed invoices or reduced invoices just to calm the storm because I know that the lifetime value of the client is, is far in excess of that little trifling argument. Yes, exactly. I would do that as well. Mm. And actually, we've gone off on one area, which is because of my problem. But there is a whole other client's right. And that's when you're doing the design bit. I mean, you know, that's I I mean, I used to get a bit more precious about that. And I'm not now. I've got over that. But, you know, when somebody wanted a slider and I really wanted to argue that they shouldn't have this homepage slider that had nothing relevant. Yeah, I would really kind of argue my point for some time, but I've got really calm now about that. I don't know if have you changed over the time or have you always been calm? I I I don't really know. I'm I'm certainly yeah, I've never lost the plot when a client has suggested anything. I try to persuade them and and I am not the world's best designer, so you know, I, I am I'm quite happy if they're very strongly opinionated and they want something. Because in this case, mm. it is a commodity that they're paying for, and I can provide it, even if I think it's the wrong decision. I've I've sometimes been a bit more flexible, again, just for the easy life of um, getting to the end of the project without falling out. And sometimes you can mm. just sense in the in the way that they speak, and very often these these conversations are actually face to face. You know, I'm in their office, or it's on the phone, or on Skype, or something, and you can tell that they're really wedded to the idea. So. Although sliders is not one that I've really had a discussion with. Let's take that as an example. You know, if they constantly say, no, no, I really want one of those. No, 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 no. I really, I think, yeah, well, okay, you're buying it um, and I can do it. I don't agree with it. It doesn't serve any benefit. Then that's fine. But I I guess with all these things, you have to, you have to make your case. It's going to be better if we don't do it because we can put this content here in its place, and that will—that's proven to be more, more, more of a converting tool than your slider, um, or it's got an SEO benefit or whatever. And I think if you've laid that stuff out and they still want to ignore you, so long as they understand, you, you've mm. done your job and move on because it's not my website; it is their website. Um, but things where let, let's say it's more about payments and things like that then then i'm going to dig my feet in because that that actually matters to me but if it's a design thing i'm mm-hmm. i'm happy to have the discussion and then back off really yeah i used to get a little bit i still do i mean i still try and make my case a bit mm. in fact i was doing it before we got on this call i mm. said <laughs> another video trying to persuade i guess a certain direction for layout and copy and stuff as well because you know if you spend a bit of time you know as i've done reading the copy hackers books and that kind of stuff and learning about that it's really difficult isn't it when you've got somebody in an office who's just putting together their copy never done anything like that they've only used word you know that's all they've needed and it's hard not to get invested in it because you want their site to be better. And also you want it to be one that you can possibly show off at some point yourself as being involved with. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I hadn't really taken that as a as a cue for me to dig my heels in. But yeah, if you want to have a, a portfolio of great sites and they really mm. have made a an absolute train wreck of it, then yeah, maybe. I suppose those kind of decisions, because usually it's just me talking to them and very often that's one-on-one, I'm quite happy to to back down. But and I've, excuse me. Sorry, I've never been in a position where the client is asking something so outlandish that it's going to destroy it. Um, usually it's a, a design difference or something that I don't agree is a good idea. You know, it might be a palette change or something like that or a font or a position or whatever. And it's not the mm. end of the world. Um, but if it was really catastrophically bad, I think <laughs> I think I would have to think about that a little bit more carefully. And maybe employ some usability testing or something at that point and ask them, look, would you mind if we get a pair of neutral eyes on this? Because we, we don't seem to be reaching a, a resolution. Of course, the, um, the, the other side of this is uh, me as a, as a paying customer, a little bit like you said earlier with you uh, being quite willing to send out snotty emails and staying, <laughs> staying in the office at night. I, I would probably think it was a little bit out of out of scope for somebody that I was paying for a service to tell me what to do. Um, mm. Perhaps, you know, I've just had a load of building work done and I was absolutely happy uh, mm. for them to make every single decision. They would consult me and say, is this all right? And invariably I'd say, well, yeah, okay, you know <laughs> what you're doing. But if it's something like a web design where everybody is constantly on the web and I mean, we really are all of us constantly on the web, we probably do have opinions on things and there's certain things that we have seen that we like. So mm. the clients have that in their head and and I can understand it. And it's like you said earlier, it's trying to get into their shoes and, and understand, well, they've got this prejudice, they've got this predilection, they want it to be like this. And the mm. best that you can do, I think, is just coach and see how it goes. You know what? I think probably you you may not have suffered it as much because I think you're quite calm um, anyway with these kind of things. And I think what I've noticed is that I don't have these issues. Actually, most of the sites that I've just done recently, I mean, they're not perfect because they're kind of rush jobs, lower budget jobs, but they've gone pretty well and they've they've accepted almost every suggestion mm. I've put forward this mm. time. And I, maybe it's because I don't care so much about them that I'm coming across in a better way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit more dispassionate, maybe, is what's happening. The only the only times where I can think that I've sort of dug my heels in a little bit is where the the client has asked something that it's it's out of scope in terms of its the capabilities that have been designed in the brief. You know, so suddenly mm. they'll come back and say, "Well, we need a booking system or something like that." <laughs> and that's <laughs> I probably would. I have dogged my heels in about those kind of things because they are it. That I guess you'd call that scope creep. And when that happens, I'm very clear. I just sort of say, no, that will have to wait. We can do that. Absolutely, we can do that. But we'll get this bit finished, and then we'll take that on as a new a new project in the future. But some clients can get a bit snotty at that point, you know, and and then they're not right. They're absolutely not right. It wasn't in the it wasn't in the document or the contract that they signed. So I guess having a good contract is a is a solution for a lot of this stuff. And speaking of contracts, you you mentioned before we started this call um, something which I don't yeah. think fits too well with either of us, and we have to be be a bit careful about the language. But you've spotted some YouTube videos, haven't you? 
Yeah, Mike. Uh, well, th- there's one that goes around the Facebook every uh, groups every so often, and it's Mike Montero, and it's I'll have to abbreviate to F U. Yeah. Pay me is <laughs> the video. So if you Google that or look on YouTube, you'll find it definitely. Um, I'll give you the link, Nathan, because I've got it here. Okay. Um, but that that video, just yeah, you've seen it, I've seen it, and it's uh, yeah, it's very much. Oh, that, he's making a very good point about just just made about contracts and getting those right. But it's just the whole approach is so scary. I couldn't, you know, I I just couldn't approach the the look of uh, uh, I don't know the business like that. Mm. It's very much about na- he's about wanting to nail everything down. So everybody's going to have to take that time if you're going to work for them. And they're definitely going to have to pay on time if you're going to work with me. Yeah. But I think, you know, what scares me about that is the sort of whooping and howling, at, you know, <laughs> in the crowd about that. They just think, wow, it's so the opposite of the, the <laughs> of the uh, the customer is always right, isn't it? Mm. it, it I- really, the, the whole tone is. I think mm. if it maybe he's significantly important enough in what he does, I don't really know him mm. um, or his mm. stuff, but maybe he's significant um, in that he can he can charge uh, a lot of money and he's got a great big list of people wanting to work with him. So he can be a little bit more adversarial and a bit more fu. It's my it's my stuff. Pay me or I'm I'm gone. You know, it's yeah. my it's my way or the highway. I think he's a I think he's a lawyer, isn't he? Advising other people, right. you know, on how they should deal with these setups. You know, how you should deal with things as a business. Yeah, well, you know, that's lovely um, if it works. The only problem in in my setup is that, for a start, I'm not important enough that people couldn't just find somebody else to do it. So I've got to be I've got to be careful about that. And and you know, yeah. when you've got a client, that stuff is hard won. So building up the relationship and sometimes. Uh, sometimes doing more than you've said that you'll do or being a little bit kinder or writing nice emails instead of grotty emails and, and returning bitterness with kindness can mm. can pay dividends. And I think I would far rather be that person. I've never, ever seen an email exchange where both sides getting more and more irritable works out well. It just doesn't resolve itself. The only way that resolves itself is... One of you steps away, or one of you calms it down. The, you know, getting more and more heated and starting to write snotty emails to your client because they've annoyed you. It's, it's not going to work, is it? That's my opinion. Anyway. It always, yeah, absolutely. It always ends with uh, that's what Hitler would have said. <laughs> yeah, well, something inflammatory like that, you know. And I, I can think of a lot of people actually, not just in the world of web development, just in my my life who have that approach you know if somebody does something wrong even accidentally wrong it's time to it's time to phone them up and tell them off and get the compensation and all of this kind of stuff whereas i think a a slightly better approach is just to write an explanation you know say what's gone on see what comes back wait on it for 24 hours see if you can calm it down offer to fix it if it's within your uh, realm and not not always be stuck to the contract as if it's as if it's the nirvana of what we're trying to do yes 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 if you're an agency i'm sure these things matter far more but for me the freelancer i I can cope with a bit of that and i can take some of that stuff on the chin um, and and deal with it in my own way and come back and try to fix it but 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 as always there'll be lines in the lines in the sand but i'm not really not really experienced anything too too major 
Yeah, I think uh, this seems to be our little motto really at the moment is and we're all when we did that magic email chat, we were we came to the conclusion that you could probably have the same effect by doing the opposite, which mm. was to be ultra nice to somebody mm. uh, uh, on character ristically nice to somebody and so i think that's it we're all lovey here aren't we we've gone very lovey yeah <laughs> we love everybody <laughs> well that's everybody's certainly, always right <laughs> certainly not the case no no I, I, would, I would hate for this to end with me giving the impression that i think the client is always right because i don't really think that i think you're more in that yeah. camp than i am I, I think they they definitely do things wrong and i think we ought to explain it but i i can't see the point in reacting let's say to an angry email with more anger that's only going to go south best yeah. to sit on it for a bit try and work out a formula formulated response uh, say sorry if you've mucked something up say sorry if you've missed a deadline explain yeah. it but if it's their fault i guess kindly explain why you you can't do what they're trying to do and i think most people most people will cope with that fairly well yeah, it's no longer an issue for me. And I think that's age to, you know, when I've cocked up to say I've cocked up and it's no longer an issue mm. for me to, as, as both of us are like this one, are we? We don't need to prove our professionality. We're quite happy to sort of say, we just don't know stuff and we'll probably never learn it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you do you know? know what? That was a big moment for me. I And I, I, I think to some extent I still suffer from this. The The notion of being in a room with a client and them asking you questions and and having the capacity to say, I don't know, I don't, yes. I don't know how to do that. That can be really difficult because you're supposed to be the authority. And there are times when I've said it and I was really surprised that the reaction was okay. And I'll say something like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go away and I'll try and find out. I'm not sure quite how to do that. Um, and, and the reaction was exactly what you'd hope for, you know, okay, that's mm. fine. Nobody, nobody's freaking out because you don't have the answer to everything. Uh, and that I was think, that was I a real it, moment for me. Yeah, but I think it's because you forget how much you do know and how much they realise that you do know a lot yeah. of stuff. So you yeah. can't know everything. So no. I guess they're realistic. Yeah. Did you ever suffer guess, from that though? The, the inability to say I don't know and just sort of bluff your way through things. Yeah, of course. I just bluff like everybody. I think yeah. You know, <laughs> took me. I, I think probably by my late thirties. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I really dropped all pretension then, yeah. and it just became me. I yeah. know what I know, and that's it. Yeah. I, I watch quite a lot of um, webinars and on quite a lot of these webinars, I'm very, really quite surprised and delighted when I see, let's say, for example, it's a SaaS app that somebody's trying to sell. The Very often the the people in, in the, the webinar will just say, I don't know. I don't know how to do that, but I'll, I'll find out. And I, just, I always think, oh, that's great. That's the reaction I want. I don't yes. want you to just give us some lie. Um, and I, and I see that more and more, and and I don't know if I'm seeing it because people are becoming more honest, or if I'm just noticing it and tucking that away in my brain. As you seem like the kind of person that I can trust, because you rather than take the direction of fluffing it for a bit and pretending like you know, you've just absolutely admitted, and that that makes me trust you. It's humanising, though, isn't it? Mm. I think it brings us back to our topic still. Again, if we if we adopt the basic principle that the client's always right in yeah. our kind of hearts and try and look from their perspective i think we start to it's a lot easier to see them as humans and us as humans and get over the little issues that we have the yep. little notches the things that go wrong yeah 
Yeah. And I, I think we're going the other way in our industry a little bit. I think we talk too freely about sacking, firing clients and that kind of stuff. I oh, think it's yes. not a good not a good thing. No, we seem to have a, a, a sort of culture emerging of celebrating um, mm. the, the the sacking of a client where in reality, I think that's only a bad thing. I mean, obviously, some people are, you know, they really are tiresome and it makes life very difficult. But it's not not good to, to be having to sack people. It would have been nice, ultimately nice, although perhaps somewhat impossible, to resolve those things and keep them as customers. Um, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, it's a peculiar yeah. new new trait, isn't it? We uh, celebrate the freedom that this person has from headaches, but in a way, you know, it's... It's. It seems to. I. I don't know. I sometimes think if I was coming new to the this, uh, and I still feel like I am new. But if I was coming new to it and looking up to people with the talking to second of clients, I just think it might set me down the wrong path mm. in my behaviour towards clients. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that you know you're right. Any any problems sack the client. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, yeah. you want to keep the client as long as possible because it's all it's all money in in the at the yeah. end of the day, right? Uh, Are we done? I think so. Okay. Yeah. In which case, the usual spiel at the end. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this. It's uh, been a pleasure having you. Go over to wpbuilds.com. On there, you'll find a navigation menu at the top, including links like deals and webinars and subscribe and so on and so forth. Go and click on those. Join us on iTunes. You can join us on all the major platforms. I think we've got them all covered. And uh, very, very happy if anybody wants to give us a, a review on iTunes. That would be really, really welcome. We haven't had one for a little while. He said, sob, sob, weep, weep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it only remains to say thanks for listening. And I have been Nathan Wrigley. And I've been David Wormsey. Thank you. Okay, thanks for listening to the WP Builds podcast. I hope you enjoyed David and I chatting about clients like that. Really enjoyed doing that one. It's nice to get some of that anger out and also to calm down a little bit as well. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is sponsored by the Project Hoddle WordPress plugin. Are you still using email for client feedback? Well, there's a better way. With Project Hoddle, client feedback has never been easier. Point Click and type interactive comments right on top of any website. Delegate, manage and resolve issues with your team. Get quick, clear approval from your clients and white label it to look like a pro. For 20% off, visit projecthoddle.io forward slash WP Builds. And we really do sincerely thank our sponsors for helping us put together WP Builds each and every week. Speaking of putting together WP Builds, there'll be a news episode coming out on Monday. So if you fancy listening all about the WordPress news, check that out. If not, if you don't want to listen to that, we will see you next week for the podcast next Thursday. It only remains for me to fade in the cheesy music and say bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.